0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. Today, I'm talking with Chicago artist Macy Stewart. Macy's been making music and touring since she was a teenager. She's one half of Chicago group Ohm, and she just released a brand new solo album called Mouthful of Glass on Arendelle Records. Today, Macy's going to share with us what she learned about herself during quarantine, the things she finds hardest about touring, why she likes working in partnerships, her biggest fears for her music, and a lot more coming up on this week's Music Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker and I am a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois. I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Uh, I had a great weekend. I played um, a show on Sunday at Middlebrow. It was a first show since, uh, since quarantine and uh, it was with a full band with brand new songs um, and it was a really beautiful night and we're going to do it again at the Empty Bottle on Tuesday, October 12th, along with Will Orchard, Esther and many places. So I hope you guys will come out and join us at the Empty Bottle on Tuesday, October 12th. And Music Therapy is a podcast on musicians, on creativity, on mental health, and everything that that entails. Today I'm talking with Macy Stewart. Uh, before we get to our conversation, um just want to encourage you to go to musictherapypodcast.com. I've got a lot of episodes up there, a lot of information about upcoming events. And uh, if you're inclined, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Macy Stewart is a multi-instrumentalist, a composer, an arranger, songwriter, and improviser based in Chicago, Illinois, and she began her musical career at the age of three years old. Um, she's a daughter of a career musician and was always encouraged to explore the piano and violin. She helped found the Chicago band's kids these days and Marrow, and she's also one half of the band Ohm, along with Seema Cunningham. Macy also works as a string arranger. She's made arrangements for artists like Whitney, La 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 La, Tasha, Vivi Lightbody, Knox Fortune, and, and many others. She's composed music for film, television, and other commission projects. And most recently, she has her own album, Solo Album Out. just came out on Friday called Mouthful of Glass on Arundel Records. We're going to talk to Macy in just a moment. We're going to hear some music from Macy, too, off of her new album. Let's start off with some Music for myself. This is I See You Among the Stars off the album of the same title. Was I See You Among the Stars by Jessica Risker. And now let's turn to my conversation with Macy Stewart. Oh, hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Let's see. Okay, here's the, here's the starting question what what does a typical let's just dive in what does a typical week look like for you these days wow actually
1: and that question feels so much harder to answer than i would have expected i feel like before like a few months ago i feel like every month my answer changes because everything is kind of like starting to i don't know shows are starting to happen again but mm-hmm. a few months ago my every day was probably like, get up, make coffee, take a walk and do that every day. <laughs> um, and then just kind of sit and do some reading. Um, I was trying to spend a lot of time outside, but these days um, I just, I actually just got back from a tour with Ohm, like a short run of dates with Ohm. Uh-huh. Like, a month and a half ago, I did, like, a a two-and-a-half-week-long tour with Japanese Breakfast, so I've kind of been, like, getting my foot back into that world a little bit.
0: How has it felt to be playing shows again? It feels awesome.
1: Like, in the moment of playing the show, it feels amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels, like, totally natural and really just, you know, like, something that i'm meant to be doing um and it's also like great to look out into the audience and see people like really really enjoying the music but then it it feels a little it, it feels weird afterwards you know um just you can't you can't do the same things that you did after a show you know you have to feel like immediately after getting off stage we just like we run outside with our masks on and, like <laughs> yeah kind of thing.
0: how was having a forced break, how was that for you?
1: You know, I, I feel like, I feel like it was really important to happen. Um, I think before, before the pandemic, I was definitely feeling a little burnt out on touring. Um, Uh I mean, Ohm had been, Ohm has been a band since 2014 and has been touring pretty regularly and pretty frequently. Uh Um, and I've been touring since 2011 mm-hmm. uh, so I was just I was starting to feel a little uh, a little stir crazy <laughs> um, just like on the road and I felt like I was yeah I just I I was a little bit burnt out and um, I think having a break was really wonderful because I was able to reassess a lot of the things that I want to have happen um, and want to do with my life.
0: What did you what did you come to in that reassessment?
1: You know, I I think I I realized that I need a lot more alone time than I thought that I did and that Mm -hmm. I am kind of responsible for that. I think I I realized that responsibility. (laughs) Um, to like take care of my own
0: needs if I know that I need
1: them um,
0: what do you what do you mean you realized your own responsibility that feels like that was a revelation what I'm trying to figure out how to ask the question how did that contrast to what you were doing or not doing before
1: I feel like my norm is usually to just do things constantly like you know uh-huh. just kind of like Play gigs all the time, do recording sessions, do all of this stuff, always, always, and be around people. And being on tour, you know, like you're constantly around people, and it can sometimes feel like you are not in charge of what's going on. And a lot of the time, you're not. You know, you have to. You're, uh-huh. you're, you know, you're driving someplace for six hours, and that's like a pretty strict deadline of time for where you have to go. But I think realizing that. I had to, like, if I need alone time and if I need time for myself, I need to find a way to have that while on the road. Um, and I, that was a revelation for me because I think I was like, you know, maybe, maybe blaming it on outside circumstances, which could be partially true, you know, the touring thing again. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, but I think I, I realized like I could. I, I am in control of this, <laughs> uh, yeah. to the to the best that I can at any moment. Um, but I think that that was a revelation um, this year for sure.
0: Were you even aware that you needed that kind of alone time?
1: No, I mean, I, kind of. I knew I was a. I was like a relatively introverted person, but I think I was getting a little bit manic, like the last couple of years, you know, before we had this big break, yeah. uh, because things were really exciting and there's a lot of cool stuff going on. And I wanted to be like, I have bad FOMO. <laughs> uh-huh. so, I, I wanted to be everywhere all the time. Um, but I also was like kind of running myself thin. Um, and, uh, I already forgot what your question was.
0: I just that, you know, were you even aware that you needed alone time until you had so much uh, of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I was. I was in the process of kind of like extricating everything from my life. Um, uh-huh. I was like, I really wanted to get off the road, or not even off the road, but I really I knew I needed something to change in that world. I had just broken up with. Um, my like my relationship of of eight years had ended prior to that uh-huh. I was also like it, i i had like dreams of living alone at some point I knew like that had been floating around in my head for a while even though i like really loved my roommates dearly um so i I knew that there was like something in there but i didn't i didn't quite know how to take action except for like in a giant way <laughs> um, and then I think throughout the quarantine um, having forced alone time even when mm. you not necessarily want it, it, it brought that into perspective um, and you know it's also something where I'm, I'm it, it feels like it might be a challenge moving forward or like trying to just like listen to myself and what I need in any given moment that might be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Like figuring out when I need alone time or when maybe I need something else, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things when, you know, we had touched base before our conversation tonight and you had mentioned discussing, you know, maintaining personal mental health on the road. And I'm thinking this is folded into that. Um, Are there other components of, of, you know, your mental health and what that has felt like for you while touring?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, I I experience anxiety and depression. I think a lot of people do. And definitely, I feel like a lot of touring musicians probably do just because it's not, you know, you don't really get a lot of control of your own space, Mm -hmm. at least the level that we're touring at. I think at like maybe at a higher level, you're able to kind of, you know, you have a hotel room or something, you don't have to go to a different person's house every night, or you don't, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't have green rooms when you're playing on tour at this level, and it, that's, you know, that's also hard to not have a place to just collect yourself. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely been a challenge in the past, um, and also, I think I've been in a lot of of, um, I've been in a lot of different kinds of bands, a lot of different kinds of touring projects, which is really awesome. So I'm able to see, you know, how, how different operations work and how other people react to being on tour and how other people are able to kind of move through that and cope with it or, you know, like totally thrive and flourish or not, you know, I think some people are definitely more, um, attuned to being on the road than than others maybe. But um yeah, I mean I feel like it's it, it has been a challenge for me. Something that I'm always trying to like to dial in is like how can I how can I both find my space on the road still enjoy, like, still hang out and enjoy the company of the people I'm with and all of these new people that we're meeting all the time.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, while also, like, you know, having it not feel like an aberration from my day-to-day life at home, rather, like, an extension of it. I think I always felt like it was, like, I'm this person here and I'm this person over here. But I, like, want that to come together a little more.
0: What, you know you're talking about, we've talked a lot about kind of finding your own alone time and being able to collect yourself. Are there other other elements for the, the small amount of touring that I've done, one of the things that has always been challenging is um, food, just like eating healthy. And yes. it's so much easier to do at home than on the road. And I, I'm wondering what, you know, if you're talking about as best you can making being on the road sort of harmonious with your at-home life what elements are most challenging to to create
1: yeah i think it's you know i i have pets so that's challenging to recreate on the road cuz you just yeah. can't have that um, i think like cooking for yourself is something mm-hmm. that's challenging to recreate on the road um but, you know, sometimes, sometimes you stay at an Airbnb and you can. Sorry, it just turned off because I have you. a time limit on Instagram that I forgot. Oh, <laughs> I forgot that's to good it. That's okay. <laughs> good <laughs> for you. Yeah, that's good. I don't listen to do it. I say ignore <laughs> every time. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like cooking for yourself is definitely something that's hard. I think you know finding time to hang out with you just finding finding i find it hard to like curate my own day mostly because when i'm home i don't really have a plan Uh i I float through the day i know i have like these big things i need to do and then i like to like figure it out around that i think um it's easier on some tours than others to do that, but um, I—it's that's a difficult thing, is because I—I I think just the way that I do like to live my life sometimes isn't totally conducive to being on the, um, and other days it is. But I—I I think that I maybe the maybe the issue is that I just like haven't figured out exactly what my routine is at home, so I'm always like kind of floating in between these two things. Cause I've been touring since before, you know, since I lived at my parents' house since high school. So I haven't really yeah. had, had a life without that.
0: I definitely hear you saying, I mean, it seems like the major theme is feeling like you don't have a lot of control over the days, you know, how they're, it's yeah. funny because you, you might picture a touring life as one of being very free and just kind of off and not conforming to a nine to five or something like that, but it sounds like you actually experience it and sometimes as being kind of constraining or or scheduled yes definitely i mean it's like uh yesterday
1: we were driving to a gig or maybe like two days ago, whatever we had to we had to wake up really early. Hmm drive five hours um yeah actually this is a great example we had to get up early because we had to play a radio thing which was really funny. but um uh it was like a four-hour drive and it turns out there was like a horrible rainstorm so it was like an hour of of driving through like torrential downpours um and then after the torrential downpour traffic from construction and then after that we traffic from an accident that had happened um and that was just one of the things where you're like i'm just like i'm just going i'm going and like hitting obstacles constantly and i can't you know there's there's not really um and it's not always like that but um yeah to get somewhere and then we got there an hour late was able to happen, but we could, didn't have time to eat dinner or to eat um, lunch or breakfast. So we are uh. kind of crabby and I personally get very hangry <laughs> and uh. I, I don't want to project that into anyone else's world. So it was just like, ah! <laughs> um, and it ended up being a really lovely night. But that was just like one of those things where you're like, there is a structured schedule and you have to drive here, drive here. But, like, if there's any issue happening in between that, it can, like, throw off the whole night.
0: What about, you know, another element that I think can be a struggle are just the constant presence of substances, whether it's alcohol or whatever that you might be around that's just part of the entertainment world. Yeah. Is that something, I mean, talking about lifestyle and mental health, how has that been for you to be on the road so much and be in the presence of that?
1: Totally. I mean, I honestly, I have not really been a very big substance user. Mm -hmm. I I like cannot smoke weed for the life of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely having alcohol around and being like, paid in drink tickets, you know, at at some points in our career, Um, that's, you know, there have been moments where, where that's been a thing, but I don't, I don't think as like a trend, that's ever been something that I, I personally have had to worry about, which I'm really grateful for. Um, Is that a
0: choice or is that just kind of natural to you?
1: I think it's natural to me. Um it it was a choice early on like when I first started touring when I was like 18. Mm-hmm. I was, No, no, no. I think because I was very I don't know, for some reason I was scared of okay. of it. Um I think probably from how I was raised and then also like yeah, I was like the oldest child so I was like I don't want to disappoint anyone and <laughs> I don't want to do something yeah. you know that's like bad or whatever so i made i made a choice like early on and then i then i was like okay that it doesn't have to be like that cut and dry with things um but it, it's it does come naturally It i feel like i am lucky to not yeah i just i don't have that urge too often sometimes but i feel like i can you what i said i feel like i can catch myself if i'm like going down a a spiral that's
0: that's good yeah i feel like that um probably helps to maintain your mental health (laughs) um one another thing you said um regarding touring or just the 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 music life is maintaining relationships on and off the road what are you what are you thinking about there
1: yeah i mean i i feel like i I feel like being on the road so much, I think, like, a big part of how I like to communicate with people and probably how most people do is, like, in person. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, if I have things going on back at home, it's very hard for me to continue that or to, like, have have that in my conversational wheelhouse. Like, I don't really like, I like talking on the phone sometimes, but not when I'm on tour. Because I have like my bandmates that I want to like give quality time to while I'm with them uh-huh. uh, and i really, i don't you know I like texting sometimes, but it I notice that I start to like spiral when I'm on the phone um, what do you mean like if i'm if I'm texting someone, then I'll like sit on the phone the whole time and just like rapid fire do it, and that doesn't feel good to me because I'm like, okay. I'm- I need to take more space from the phone. So I just yes. like prefer to not really jump into that <laughs> zone. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's always like a difficult thing. Cause I don't, you know, I, I think that's so how I like to communicate with people is like being there with the person giving my time. Um, and I think I always feel nervous that like things are just going to fall away because I'm not constantly upkeeping it
0: um when you're you know we use the word relationships are you talking about friendships or family or romantic
1: relationships i think like probably friendships and romantic relationships uh-huh. more. um my family my mom is actually a musician uh, uh-huh. did a lot of like touring and traveling up until she um up until she had me so uh-huh. i feel like our family is our family is weirdly good at being, like, you know, taking our space for a long time and then it being totally fine.
0: <laughs> I see. Have you, so how has that been? Have you, in your experience, has that been difficult for partners to, I mean, you said you're in a pretty long relationship. Yeah. And I don't want to ask you too many personal things, but um, was that challenging? Was How yeah. did you work that out? Yeah, I
1: think it definitely was challenging. I mean, it wasn't for a while cuz we were touring
0: together for a while.
1: Um but yeah, I think it it's it was it was hard to like maintain a conversation or feel like, you know, there was like uh equal like reciprocity in communication, yeah. you know, when I was like gone I was gone all the time, you know. Um yeah. and I think that that was that was just kind of it felt difficult for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, even like friend friendships, like that feels hard sometimes where I like, I really want to give people time, but sometimes I'm like, I I feel stress where I'm like, no, oh, I know I need to like, I need to take my time here. So I can't really like commit to a thing down the road of hanging out or like commit to like talking to you on a certain day. Cause I have no idea how I'm going to feel when like North Carolina in two days I'm in. You know, like I'm in Indiana today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I just, I, I, I have no idea how I'll feel in two days. So I like, I'm very hesitant always to like, put my foot down in a, in a thing.
0: Have you, you know, kind of going back to this past year, you haven't been on the road up until recently or performing, but um, has it been a creative year for you or did that feel challenging?
1: It's been a very creative year for me, actually. um I feel like honestly, like the reason why i I like writing songs and making music is because it feels like I'm able to actually say what i mean <laughs> uh-huh. i'm I'm able to like figure out what i what I'm feeling because I think uh-huh. in my head sometimes my feelings are like woo, just dancing around all over the place. Uh Um, i think by like writing a song i'm able to kind of like zero in on it and then know like what direction i'm trying to go um and uh yeah so this year because it was such a challenging year and there was so much confusion on many fronts and like lots of big life changes um things that you know and like changes that i really wanted to make and like I wanted to try new things and then all of a sudden, like being forced to be inside and like, you know, all of this stuff happening, I think resulted in, you know, the first, the first few months I was like, I don't want to do anything because I feel like, I I don't know. I feel like it's pointless. I felt like it was really pointless. But I think once, once we got to like end of summer, I was like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to get. I'm gonna get my my shit together. <laughs> um okay. like start writing things and I I started writing a lot of music. I started picking up hobbies and doing them really badly. Um <laughs> and for example um like I I tried to do embroidery, I tried making candles <laughs> and they like I uh, uh-huh. like gave them to all my friends and they're all like Thank you. (laughs) Um, A lot of like funny Sculpey clay things, like a lot of fried eggs out of Sculpey clay. Um,
0: Wait, what? Like
1: like, fried eggs, like I'd just like roll up a ball of yellow Sculpey clay. (laughs) Flatten a ball of white Sculpey clay and then (laughs) Um, I did that. Um, I did like I tried to do a lot of painting and drawing because um, one of my old roommates, which actually that is
0: her painting. Uh huh. Um, I was noticing the paintings behind you.
1: Um, she was like, "Yeah, Anna was like um, helping us kind of draw and watercolor throughout it, which was really nice." Um, until they moved out in November, so I've actually been living alone since December twenty twenty which has also been very
0: different. Oh yeah, that would be different. Talk about Especially a long time. That's a long, a long time. <laughs> yeah. Bringing it back. Okay, so you were doing a lot of these uh, kind of dabbling in other creative um, pursuits and then also working on music, it sounds like, mm-hmm. and is that, is, is that music what's going to be released in September? Is that other music?
1: Yeah, some of it is the music that's going to be released in September. So I, like, finally got a recording set up in my house, which I had never had that before. Um, Uh So I was able to kind of finish my record that I had started in, like, 2019. Uh Um, But I also did a bunch of other stuff. I worked on a a film score um, with my friend Quinn. And I, um, yeah, just did a lot of – I did a really – goofy i did a lot of goofy projects because i was just trying to find the playfulness in creating again um instead of creating with end goal just like creating because it's just fun to make things, um and it brings me a lot of joy and like trying to remember that so there are a lot of projects like that that are just like, I would start them and also maybe not finish them because it was more about the act of creating rather than, like, trying to, like, finish, a, have a finished pro- product. I think the the album and the film score, are like, the two projects that I was, like, I started and finished and saw it through, but there were, like, a ton kind of things where I was, like, woo, we'll just, <laughs> we'll start this one and then, and then we'll throw it over there. <laughs> and see what happens you know maybe it comes back in two years or or not um yeah
0: do you usually create for a finished product or do you is that sort of playfulness or just that experimentation generally present in your life or was that newer this year
1: i feel like it was newer this year i feel like i'm always for some reason i've i've always tried to create with an end goal. I like, I like having a parameter Uh doing the thing within that
3: Uh um,
1: and having that as creative output. Um, and maybe it's because I like, I grew up playing classical music where it's like, you, you learn a piece, you finish a piece, you play it at the recital and then you move on, you know? Uh So I I think that's kind of been my, that was like how I started making things as a kid. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that in my everyday life these last few years, it's definitely been about finding the playfulness in that and finding, you know, just the joy in creating with other people and creating by yourself. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, the, the topic of, like, presence and being present in what you're doing has been one that's that's come to the forefront. Um, in a lot of those kinds of things,
0: are there any being present? Was that inspired by any? I don't know by any activity or reading or anything like that. Putting a focus. I on think.
2: That?
0: I think
1: by I think the pandemic mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that 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 was definitely that definitely made me want to be present with things, you know, and figure out, um, yeah. I, I think that when things are moving so quickly, you forget to do that sometimes or you're always looking to the next thing or looking for the end of the thing. And I, yeah, I think that that's, you know, that is one way to do it, but I think being present, you're able to like fully, experience the things around you and then you could bond to them better you know rather than than reacting to things or rather than like having things be haphazard which that's fun too sometimes I guess you need you need a balance of all of those things but um yeah I think, I
0: think the, yeah I, I mean I I think the pandemic really forces onto that because generally you could Somewhat better predict our future, but every day was so uncertain, and what's going to be like next week? That you kind of had to just be here. Yeah, Uh,
1: yeah. You don't know if the thing you're doing is going to get canceled next week, or you don't know if like, you know, someone you love is going to get sick, or like, yeah, (laughs) like that, yeah.
0: Um, you mentioned, you know, working. Working with your friend Quinn, and you work with Seema and Van Ohm, and one of the things you also talked about um exploring together on on the show was working in partnerships mm-hmm. and what what are you thinking about there, or what has that been like? I
1: think honestly, right now, I feel like I'm in a very good place with it with like working in partnerships I think. Going back to the thing I was talking about earlier, needing alone time. That's like what we started. I think that I was like, I was really struggling with that before the pandemic. Like, what am I even bringing? Like, what am I bringing to these partnerships? I don't even know what I am doing. (laughs) Or like maybe, maybe even like some form of like imposter syndrome or like, you know, that, that like the other person I'm working with is maybe bringing way more to the table than I am, which I know is not like, it's, it's not a good thought that I, that I, you know, I can, I can recognize that that's not like true, but I think working with partnerships is always something I've been drawn to and was something that I pretty much did exclusively Uh up up until this year again. Uh and. Um, I, I really love it, but I think maybe something I struggle with not so much right now, but have in the past is like finding balance in those things and like how to still like maintain self in those partnerships rather than mm-hmm. like totally getting wrapped up, um, in, in the other person um and i guess this, what do you mean by that what do you mean by that um maybe more in like a people pleasing way <laughs> sometimes uh-huh. um and uh and it, and it happens more in some partnerships than others um but i think like yeah that was that was just something that i struggled with and maybe it was that i was projecting that people were perceiving me like as some sort of insecurity that I have or something, Mm. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm struggling in, in partnerships, even though that is definitely my favorite way to work and not always how I feel.
0: What do you like about working with partnerships? I love
1: working in partnerships because you get to know someone Intimately, in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. Um, I think working creatively with someone, there is like an inherent level of vulnerability that you both need to have in order to, Mm -hmm. um, in order to like share ideas, like share true ideas. um, Mm -hmm. You know, just you know, you say something and the person doesn't like it, you know, you have to, I I feel like there's vulnerability there. So um, I, and I, I really, I appreciate that level of communication. And I I also really appreciate um, the fact that people are just going to have ideas that I never would come up with.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I, I like that too. I like kind of just going with the flow and you can do that with yourself to an extent, but I feel like you can you can run into many roadblocks when you're working on your own
0: mm-hmm.
1: but when you're working in a partnership, there's always this there's always a give and take so there's always like a next step to go, and I think that that is something that I really enjoy as well.
0: yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, going back to you know the music that you're going to release in September. So it's an album, mm-hmm. mouthful of glass. Mm-hmm. Really makes me think of bad dreams that I've had. Do you ever? Where it was the title come
1: from. It's because I had a really bad dream. <laughs> that? Um, I guess it wasn't. It wasn't really bad, but it was. Um, I was like really stressing over someone that I like. In the middle of of quarantine, I was like stressing about someone that I really cared about um, that they were going to move away and they weren't going to tell me or like something. It was sort of irrational, but it was more just like, I was afraid of like this person not telling me something and me not telling them something. And, and the dream was like, I was trying to say something to them. And every time I said something, like shards of glass would fall out of my mouth, but uh-huh. it,
3: was,
1: it wasn't painful. It was more just like, these, I, I just couldn't speak. I like couldn't yeah. communicate what I meant to say. Um, and I don't think I knew what I meant to say in the dream either. So that was probably part of it. Cause I really didn't know. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But yeah, so that's where, that's where the album title came from because it was i usually i don't really remember my dreams very much but there was a period of time where i was just remembering them all the time and that was one really vivid one
0: and you your single um i wanted to talk about your single garter snake which is off the album Mm -hmm. um what is that i mean it's it's really beautiful i love the melodies of it and the uh, the chorus of it what is what is that song about what is the the title and the Uh, yeah i'll throw
1: it to you what is that song about yeah um i think that's i mean that song is about like being truly alone (laughs) for Uh the first time um i guess not truly but alone in a romantic sense for the first time but also like in a in a physical sense because it was during quarantine i wrote that song that was one of the songs I wrote in quarantine uh-huh. and I was just like finding myself sitting in the same chair in my dining room. I like broke the chair cause I was leaning back on it
2: uh-huh.
1: times in quarantine. But um, yeah, I, I just was finding myself sitting in that chair like every day mulling over the same thing and not making a decision about it and like not being able to move forward in any direction because I just like couldn't I I just couldn't. I had no I had no idea how to make a choice to move forward in yeah. anything. So I was just like stuck. Um, and I think I was also having feelings of like, you know, I knew I didn't want to be this person that I was back then. But I also didn't know where I really wanted to go, but I knew I wanted it to be something new. And I wanted to like, I just wanted to do better <laughs> for myself and like all of the people that I love, like my friendships and family and like all of these things. So that's kind of what Snake was about is really just like ramming my head against the wall. Cause I couldn't, I just like, couldn't figure out how to move forward in life and um also admiring the garter snake which like i think that um you know they're really they're very sweet snakes and they're not poisonous and they're everywhere but i think snakes get a really bad rap for being scary but also like they represent sometimes like lies or deceit
3: mm-hmm.
1: Just, unfair but (laughs) but they do you know and um and on the other end of that snakes are incredible because they like they molt their skin and become something totally new and are just like you know it just like something that looks really scary but is actually totally harmless um and I was like really obsessed with that idea of the garter snake and like being reborn (laughs) like you know feeling feeling like i really i think i was feeling a lot of like self-hatred to be honest um and i so i was like i feel like a snake but i know that i'm i'm like but i know it is that i'm harm. you know i'm not like the worst
0: What were you feeling upset with yourself about?
1: Oh, I think, I think it was, it was honestly just like a compounding of, of like kind of maybe the ways I had acted in in relationships and in like close partnerships Um, and having the quarantine happen and being so fricking scared of, of what was happening, you know? Um and I think I think the combination of all of those huge life changes, I was just like my brain just kind of had to had to shut down for a little bit.
0: Yeah, all that alone time probably contributed to that too. It's a lot of time to think when you're alone. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes that's not good. No, um, yes.
1: I'm so used to being like on the road and working like twenty four seven. So yeah, that was the hugest shift I've had in my life
0: <laughs> what are your fears we'll start with we'll start I'm going to say fears and hopes we'll start with fears I want to end on a more positive note what are your fears for your music your musical life
1: fears for my musical life that I don't make something that I is authentic or like an authentic representation of what i want to communicate um i think i always feel like i am i am bad at communicating or something and and music is one way in which i feel i feel like i have more tools in music to communicate than i do with my speaking voice (laughs) i feel like like for some reason my brain does not like this does not Work as well as like I'm gonna create this thing, and then that's actually like deep down how I'm really feeling. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think that that's that is maybe a fear is that that goes away or that I lose I lose the authenticity in that. Um, and even in even in the music where I'm like I was talking about like trying to just like play and do things mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, like I think that that also. I'm I'm afraid of losing the play in music. That's a that's a fear of mine. I don't want it to ever become. I don't want it to be too serious, but I also don't want it to like be um, not not real to me. Those are
0: my and what are you, what are your hopes for your music? Your music career, your creativity. What are your hopes? I hope. I really hope
1: that I am able to, and this might be like totally naive, but I hope that I am able to like get to a place in my career or in my life where I can make whatever I want Uh (laughs) and, and, um, be able to live my life and not worry about, um, you know, like needing to make money off of like a thing that I create, which I don't think that, I don't know. I don't know. I want to, I want to find a balance of like being able to make a living and also being able to like, not feel constrained by that. Um, and continue to like to take on challenging projects, like projects that are weird and and make me, need to need to think, you know, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. I think that's my hope. My hope is just like that I can make whatever I want and still have health insurance.
0: (laughs) Do Do you ever feel like you're making something or crafting something and thinking about, will this sell, I guess, or would this be, commercial or does does that influence your writing your i think sometimes
1: you know i really i really love i love pop music i love a catchy pop hook Uh you know as much as i love making horrible screeching noises with my violin so i think like (laughs) i like both of those um so yeah i definitely maybe not thinking about it in terms of like sell even though that's what it is like as much as like thinking in terms of is this a melody that's like gonna catch a bunch of people, you know, uh, uh, so yeah, I definitely I definitely have that thought sometimes, and I think there's um, yeah, that is always like the such a weird balance when you're trying to make a living off of your creativity um is is like how much of that is too much. Or not enough.
0: Yeah, I agree. I uh that's we could probably devote another hour or so to talking about <laughs> that. But um yeah, and I appreciate your <laughs> your thoughts on that. Um can you tell us about you know your new album, where to look for it, your release show that's coming up? Yeah.
1: So um The album is coming out September 24th on um, local Chicago label Arundel Records, which I'm really excited about because I really like all the music that they release. And it was, it felt really cool to keep a lot of the stuff um, local Chicago, just because Chicago is really important to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so and I'm playing two shows at the Hideout on September mm-hmm. 3rd and the 24th. Okay. And Ben Lamar Gay is opening one of the nights and he is like one of my all-time favorite creative beings in the city of Chicago. He's awesome. And then Quinn Song who is one of my favorite songwriters and she's really wonderful. So, I'm really I'm looking forward to that, starting rehearsals on Friday. So, We'll see. We'll see what what it turns into. But there, yeah, there will be saxophones and there will be violin and cello and synths. And I'm really excited about that because it's a lot of textures that I don't really get to play with very often. Uh-huh. So I'm looking forward to it a lot.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of beautiful um, instrumentation on Garter Snake. like all those instruments. I'm uh, Yeah. Let's hear this. So, um, where can people find your music and keep up with you?
1: Yeah, I have a website that I spent lots of hours working on in quarantine <laughs> when I had uh-huh. <laughs> um, which is just www.macystewart.com. Um, but you can also follow my band, Om, on Instagram. I definitely post a bunch of stuff on this Instagram too with my music. Um, and then, yeah Bandcamp. Bandcamp's great because they give you the most they give the artists the most money <laughs> out of out of all the other places yeah. but um yeah yeah those are the places you can find find my music and and that record in particular
0: i'm i'm really excited to hear the album when it comes out and thank you, thank you so much for being on the show and talking and Thank you. Thanks for asking me. Of course. I want to thank Macy for her time and her thoughts. I want to thank you guys for listening. Visit musictherapypodcast.com. Come out to The Empty Bottle on October 12th and uh, see my band play. We've got all new songs. It's me, Josh Wentz, who also engineers the show. Brian Weza, an amazing bassist, and General Maris playing flute. Uh, Can't wait to see you guys. Hope you guys are all hanging in there. Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker. Produced by Sullivan Davis and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. Hope you guys are doing well and see you next week.